White Sox. White Sox. Go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yeah. It's a perfect game. Red Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and the World Championship. Jimenez. He's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know? Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome in, everyone, to this edition of Locked On White Sox. I am Chris Tannehill. My partner, Herb Lawrence, will be here momentarily. It is the 350th episode of Locked On White Sox. Jesus Christ, can you believe it? Here we are. Just plowing through the offseason here. The World Series starts tonight. Hope you all enjoy the matchup between the Astros and the Braves. I know you're sitting there saying we will not enjoy that. It's not satisfying. But hopefully we'll have a good brand of baseball being played and we'll get full seven games. Or maybe you want it to be over with. Maybe you just want to sweep like we were talking about yesterday. Uh, we are brought to you today by our friends at Rock auto.com amazing selection reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you all right so this is part two of our three-part mailbag series thank you to everyone who tuned in yesterday in today's episode we're going to get to your emails we're going to talk about stuff like uh your mean mercedes what's going to be the plan for him in 2022 Right field, how are they going to resolve that? Got some trade rumors to talk about. And Herb's plan for Yasmani Grandal may shock you. It may appall you. And we'll get to your voicemails as well at 312-566-8727. That's 312-566-8727. All right, we'll take a quick time out here. And when we return, we will open up the aforementioned bag here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by rockauto.com. You know, there's so many different makes and models of automobiles these days. It's become impossible for your local chain store or auto parts store to stock all the parts your car is ever going to need. So why endure the pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Well, I don't know. Uh, you wait till the person behind the counter orders the parts that only their computer has, choosing only the brands that their warehouse happens to carry. Why would you put yourself through that when you have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket? It's your phone. It's right there. Pick it up. Look at it right now. See, the thing with rockauto.com is not only will you save time, but you'll also save money as well. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even twice as much for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? For an example, you're looking for a fuel pump, right? It's about $353 from a chain store, only $216 from Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers and people like me and you for over 20 years. Their prices are always reliably low for every customer, do-it-yourselfers, and professionals alike. They've got everything you can need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even brand new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And do us a favor, won't you? Write Locked On in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, Herbie, should we open the bag? Let's do it. A lot of emails. We're going to try to get to some. There's another email. I love email. Oh, we love your emails. Now so more than ever. You guys are coming through. Emails, voicemails. Really the lifeblood of the show here in the offseason until uh, Rick Hahn speaks after the World Series. Maybe he won't. Maybe he won't ever speak. Uh, how can the Locked on White Sox podcast listeners get a hold of our show so they can let their voices be heard, Herbie? 
312-566-8727 the voice messages or locked on socks at gmail.com write that down locked on socks at gmail.com for your emails all right first one coming in here this is from daniel wanda 10 he wants to follow this dan from the 219 he goes hey italian herb it's a good callback right there. Hey, Italian Herb. Hey, excuse me. Uh, and oh, hey, Tanny. Love the podcast. Great insight. Looking ahead, the Sox, assuming they pick up the $16 million option on Dirty Craig, they'll have $34 million tied up between him and Dallas Keuchel. And there's two barfing emojis here. Uh, at least one is going to go. Also, what do you think about the Yerminator? Seems to not have a spot on this team, and he still puts up a weighted run, weighted runs created of 100 plus. He seems to have a maturity issue. You guys think we can get anything of value for him? I'll hang up and listen. That's Dan from the 219. He wants a follow. I gave him a follow the other day, so now, Herb, you have to do it. He wants to assure us that it is not a spam account. And before we answered uh, Dan from the 219's email, did you see uh, on Twitter last week, Herb, and this is really, uh, but while we're on the topic of spam accounts and and and, and hijacking accounts, uh, Southside Jan, did you see when uh, he took over? Uh, he made his avatar, the White Sox Twitter avatar, and he tweeted out, Southpaw has died, and everyone thought the Sox had tweeted out. Did you see that last week? <laughs> 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 uh, I'm not laughing at Southpaw dying, but that is an yeah. awesome prank. No, it would be kind of funny, though, wouldn't it? Not I mean, the, not the actual the, person. Not the, no, not the, the person. No, of course creature. not the not the person. But having a funeral, like what happens? Like Southpaw is not going to be the mascot for for eternity. Like mm-hmm. whatever happened, they never gave Waldo the White Sox wolf a proper burial. What happened God, to they my- just like buried him like <laughs> literally and didn't say a damn word about it? I remember I was like a child, well, yeah. probably like twelve, thirteen, when they had Waldo out, and I was like, all right, here we go, and then. Just quietly yeah. just retires. Yeah, he's like the new White Sox mascot for our generation. He's the, the White Sox mascot Poochie of the 1990s. It's a new team, One a new bet. new ballpark, new attitude. Let's put the hat on backwards for Waldo the White Sox Wolf. Waldo <laughs> went back to his home planet. Exactly. I have to go now. Uh, what about Ribby and Rhubarb? They never got a proper burial. So I don't know. Southpaw won't be the mascot forever. I know that that's, that's your guy, Southpaw, hooking you up in the 108 tourney. Uh, you yeah, know. Right standings there uh but yeah that was that was hilarious it got me uh and you could see a screen grab right now sean anderson tweeted uh like you know uh on twitter someone you know someone screen his girlfriend screen grabbed it to him and it looks so legit because uh south side yan had the 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 emoji that looks like the check mark and it just says southpaw has died and people were sending it to each other and it was quite <laughs> funny it got me i had to check and i was like damn so- the Sox twitter account getting edgy here like are they gonna rebirth southpaw here in the off season you know i don't know but if clearly it was fake but anyway in any event uh back to uh, dan's email there uh, let's talk about craig versus dallas he's got a valid point there that's we talked about the White Sox getting up there in payroll. They're going to be in the the top, you know, ten easily if they keep both of those guys. But thirty four million dollars tied up between Craig and Dallas. Dallas ain't going anywhere. I, I do not expect. And Craig may go somewhere, and we'll get to that uh, a little later. But uh, the the main issue here is he's asking about your mean. What can be done with your mean, if anything? I, there's, you know, we talked about the glut of, of right-handed DHs on this ball club. You know, what what becomes of your mean? Do you think in 2022? Do you think the Sox maybe just take all of their 
fringe players that have no place on their championship roster, your Zach Collinses, your your mean Mercedeses, and, and, and guys of that ilk. Do you think they they try to ship them off and get something for them? Because it's pretty clear neither of those guys, uh, you know. I, and I don't want to say Zach Collins doesn't have a future because that now all of a sudden you're taking two number one picks in back-to-back seasons and, and shipping them out. But I don't even know if Zach Collins does anything for you as as a backup catcher. You know, um, I, I just I, especially if you're looking to upgrade in that area, as we talked about in our off-season wish list show. Like, wh- is this a season where you think Rick Hahn sort of trims the fat a little bit and, and gets rid of some of these guys and maybe tries to get something for him? Like, I don't know what, about your mean in particular. Like, what he is, I think we we saw what he is, but I don't think any team really. You know, I think this is probably a situation where they grant him his outright release right and maybe he can catch on somewhere else someone else needs him but you know they're, they're gonna have to start moving guys around here uh, at the at the AAA level hopefully these guys start to graduate and I just don't know if your mean has a spot here going forward what about you I think like you said probably if he's trying to trade your mean every GM knows that he really doesn't have a spot on the White Sox and the way he was treated last year probably not going to be welcomed back on the White Sox major league club so you probably just have to DFA him and give him a chance to get picked up somewhere else. I think your means best option really is going across the pond and maybe doing uh, Korean or Japanese baseball. And he would dominate out there and he would be a star. Like he would stand out there for like 10 years and they would be like, this is awesome. I love everything he does. This is so great to do. It's great to see this guy hit these bombs, uh, do his little waddle, whatever he needs to play, he can play, whatever. But he would be a star. I mean, Diane Vicieto's out there eating. Why wouldn't you mean? That's a really good call. Um, yeah, I, I could see that happening. Um, you know, it, it's unfortunate the way things have played out here for him the, the past, you know, the last couple months of the season and hinting at retirement. But yeah, I wish uh, nothing but the best for the guy. But above all, you want what's best for the White Sox organization and the player. And I just don't think really that uh, there's a, there's any room for him. Uh, what about what do you think? What happens with Zach Collins here? Uh, this this offseason. I mean, they really should have traded him when I wanted to trade him to the Pirates for for Starling Marte uh, back before the the value absolutely plummeted on on a young Zach Collins. But uh, do you think if, if you know we're just spitballing here, opening day twenty twenty two, is he on the roster or is someone taking that spot of uh, of the backup catcher role from him? I think the White Sox have to see that there's no way they can go into next year with him as the backup catcher. They're going to give him as many chances to get better because he's the 10th overall pick pick in that draft that they had him. They see something in him where it doesn't click. Like he's that classic 4A player, goes down to AAA, matches, does all the things that you want him to do, and then comes up here and it's like forgets it all. So eventually they'll have to DFA him, but I don't think that's going to happen in this offseason. I think they're going to keep him on the roster. He'll be a triple a starter. They'll bring in some guy who is a quality backup catcher. Who's an actual catcher who might get the majority of the catching because if we get our druthers, our wishes we'll be moving Yasmani either off the club or to the designated hitter spot because his catching ooh, friends in the playoffs wasn't great. And throughout the years, framing's good, but catching the actual art of catching is not great for Yasmani Grandal the two years that we've seen him so you, you said get him move him from the club you want you want to explore a trade for Yasmani I, I would I would yes okay I, 
there's got to be some hard things to be done this offseason. It's a very imperfect team where there's a lot of holes. Yasmani is a great hitter. So if you want to stick him in the designated hitter spot, fine. But we have a bunch of people who want to also be in that designated hitter spot. He's good enough catcher and he's a plus catcher overall. But that, you know, sometimes missing easy pitches, pass balls, some pitches that are wild pitches that a regular, normal replacement level catcher would keep in front of him. Yasmani lets go to the side or back to the backstop. Just, you know, those things cost games. And I don't want little things like that to add up. And as Steve Stone said on our air, maybe Carlos Rodon, while he's pitching to Correa there, the high fastball, 97 miles per hour, he wants to throw a slider, but he knows that Yasmani might not block it. So I'm got to throw the fastball because I know we can get it up there. So the different pitches you can throw as a catcher, I mean, as a pitcher to the catcher, if you know he's not going to block it, come into mind. So I want somehow, if he needs to go back to the drawing board and just say, I'm going to be a solid catcher, I don't even care if you can sacrifice some of the hitting, but I need a catcher back there that's going to be solid where we never really worry about him. Doesn't need to be spectacular. Doesn't need to be Martin Maldonado, even though he's a free agent. Needs to be a guy that just catches the ball when it's thrown to him. Pitchers are confident with him. I mean, the James McCann thing was good, but I, when he left, I was like, I'm fine with that. But we need a pitcher, a catcher like that in that backup role, like James McCann was, but maybe not of that elk of power. But you know, somebody who's just really solid. The pitchers get uh, very uh, much trust in. Yeah, man, this is going to be an off season of soul searching for the White Sox, and you know, and the, the, what what's the soul of their ball club going to be? Like, they need to figure that out because I think they they're missing something. Like, they have, like they're 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 living, they're breathing. They they they've got all their faculties. You know, they're up walking around, and but they they have no real uh, soul. Maybe TA is the soul, but I'm talking about the, from a baseball perspective. Like they, they need an identity, a, per, a personality that's not just go out and have fun, hit home runs. Like they need, like, like, like again, some, some edge. They, they need an identity to establish themselves as a winner, you know, in a, a true winner, not just a, a team that can beat up on a bad division, but a team that can beat your ass anytime, any place you go on the West coast, you know, uh, you're kicking the door of uh, the Angels and, and the A's, and you can win there. You go into Yankee Stadium, you can win there. Go into Fenway Park, you know what, we're going to go, we, we can win here. We can win anywhere because we play a good, solid brand of baseball, and we're the Chicago White Sox, goddammit, and we're, we're not <laughs> taking any prisoners. Like, they need a little bit of that in them next season. Not like, oh, well, you know. We got swept in Yankee Stadium. You know, it happens. We just weren't playing great. Oh, we got swept in four games in Houston. Uh, it happens. You know, it's baseball. And I was one of those guys all year that was saying that. But no, that that no more of that in 2022. I've, I've had enough, and I think the team has to have had enough. And they, they need uh, some more gamers, man. And if that uh, comes at the cost of Yasmani Grandal, and even though I love his offensive output, if you want to move him to a DH, and God forbid you, you trade Andrew Vaughn maybe, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of tough decisions that have to be made. I agree with you there. And, I, and if I'm Rick Hahn, I'm exploring every single option uh, 100%. All right, let's get to a voicemail here. It's from the 773. Yeah, so Marco finishing up here. I'm sorry, I trailed off there. I lost the call, so I'll I'll cut it short here, guys. Look, uh, I'm I'm kind of I'm pretty demoralized uh, because you know we're stuck with a manager that clearly does not belong here. So, 
Um, and as long as we have this manager, we're not going to win. I mean, it's as simple as that. Yeah, I get it. It's the second factor. The first is talent. Duh. But it doesn't mean that the manager is not important, guys. I mean, you know, reductionism, lowest common denom again. There is an intelligent fan base that desires to consider different factors, weight, at least weighted fine. But, I mean, that's a fucking problem. We're stuck with this with this jack-off. Um, for what, uh, two more yeah, years? I'm kind of off the wagon. Actually, it's an effort to listen to the podcast now. Same thing happened to me with the Barca soccer team. When Messi left, I just, I, I, can't, I just can't do it. I can't get it up to turn on their podcast. Man, bringing up uh, Lionel Messi, you know, when he left, that really was a messy situation. Go ahead. Yes, it's just too painful, guys. So let's see. Are we going to go for Nick Castellanos mm. this offseason? Nick Castellanos. I mean, we Brantley. We missed Adam Frazier. Could have made a difference, at least in getting home field for the playoffs. I'm disgusted. Now, Rick Hahn, you got to think if he was with L.A. and they said, get Nick Castellanos or get Brantley, he'd be right on. The button there. You got to figure Eaton was not his first choice. He probably has his family and interests in Chicago, so he's he's going to probably try to stay here for a while, at least a while more, finish his career here. He's stuck. But Jesus, I mean, if they let loose the purse strings and let us go for some some uh, Nick Castellanos, for example, we'll see, guys. I mean, I don't expect it. That's the deal. Stuck with Larusa. Stuck with a hamstrung GM who's been, you know, uh, balls neutered by his owner. So, you know, I don't know. Surprise me, right? That's what I have to say to Jerry Reinsdorf. Fucking surprise me. Oh, You know, the jig is in. Oh, what a shock. The Sox didn't make it in the playoffs. (laughs) Really, guys? How come you didn't mention that we had about the 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 lowest record of a contender for one run games? Gee, Coach Tony. Uh, how come you didn't mention that we had the worst away record uh, for contending teams? Basically, those two things consigned us to being blown out of the first round. I mean, nobody mentioned it, except on Fox Machine. I'm not here to wave the flag for them, but I just think that we need to have a realistic... Is he doing something? He walked away from his phone? Let's see if anything fucking changes this offseason. Mm. <laughs> but... Zebra, don't change its stripes, baby. Ciao. Very well <laughs> said, Marco. Um, yeah, man, we scooter. We, we adore a nice three minute phone call. Just stream of consciousness, White Sox thoughts there, man. I mean, he's dead on, man. From the, from Castellanos to they need to spend money to get rid of the manager. I mean, just you know, uh, echoing all the things that uh, that we've been saying. Not so much the get rid of the manager thing, um, you know. But you know, that's 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 our people right there, man. That's that's locked on White Sox listeners. That's Sox fan in a nutshell, right there. Angry, uh, they've had it. They they want to be wowed this off season, and the, the time is now. You can't blame COVID revenues anymore. And I know you got the CBA here, but. Now I think Herb, you can really take advantage. Like if you want to put yourself out there and spend money ahead of the CBA, it, you can be aggressive, and I think you can be one of the the teams in the minority who's like, you know what, we want to make sure we have a, a roster ready to rock, whether it's April first, May first, June first, whenever the season starts. If it starts in twenty twenty two, 
you know, we, we can solidify our roster and we know that whenever this thing gets going, we have a World Series caliber roster. And, and a lot of other teams, I think, are going to be dicking around with payroll, trying to shed. And, you know, you're going to see teams tanking, especially now if they're going to have to pay these young kids more money earlier. You know, oh, my God, wait till they start shedding payroll. They can't we can't absorb that. We can't absorb these 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 great young players making more money. So, you know, I, there's just a lot going on here with my man Marcos email. He's, he's had it with, with with Lionel Messi and, and the Premier League stuff. But, yeah, it was uh, very well done here. Uh, any, any takeaways from our guy Marco there, Herbie? No, what you just said uh, kind of shocked me because I remember that Timmy's like free. Timmy and Lucas are free in like two years from now. Ooh, friends. So we got to get to going. We got to get to doing some stuff. Yeah, I would advise the White Sox to get their ducks in a row. So when they're ready to play baseball, we're not scrambling like everybody else. But I think also people are going to hold their water to see what the new CBA is. So they can um, live by the new rules instead of the old rules, especially if they don't like the old rules. If a person is uh, all into it, like, I don't know if you get grandfathered in if you sign a free agent contract before December 1st. I Theoretically, you signed it within the CBA time limit, so you get the same protections. So if you do like all the things that are going on right now with the Major League Baseball, cool, sign your deal. Do do your thing. But if you're a person that is like, okay, I'm just going to look and wait for whatever deal they're going to have coming out of the CBA, it should be better for us as players because otherwise, what the fuck are we stopping playing for? Why are we arguing if we're not going to have something better for everybody involved? I'm going to wait for a little bit. So uh, it's going to be a tough t- job for Rick Hahn this offseason in particular. See, this is the thing. Like right when the White Sox are contending, another damn strike or work stoppage looms where it can just kill the team. Like imagine if they just wipe out all of 2022. I heard it's very contentious and that they're not close on a lot of things. Well, so. you saw what happened when during COVID where they, they, they can't even get these these people at the table together to to, yeah. to speak, you know, it clearly and have have their messages be clear. Like, you know, I know that was a, a, a once in a lifetime, hopefully a thing there with, with COVID and health issues that were unprecedented. But just the mess the messaging was so mixed and they didn't they, they were not on the same page at all and they just kept kicking the can down the road and it was not productive and now yeah. that you're talking about real money you know uh on, on the table here yeah i'm not optimistic man i i don't think they can withstand losing in another season uh, or a complete season something that's never happened before they've they've they had to cancel the world series which it took them years to recover and you know, they, they still you can argue that they never actually recovered from that because everything that they recovered with all the steroid nonsense like that was all built on a lie. So like they recovered. Yes. But you look back on that and you just feel gross about the whole thing. So, I, you know, I don't think they can afford that, especially if you talk about it, you, you can't lose another. You know, I think about like 10 year old me in 1994. I could have easily pivoted away from baseball like if I wasn't so rabid already. Like but if I was like a year younger year older like we had the bulls still then you know what i mean like i could have yeah. just easily went to something else and, and oh and basketball's coming like yeah. in general the whole basketball's coming for baseball's number two spot if it hasn't taken it already so we'll have it f around and have another work stoppage yeah it, it's yeah it, it's gonna be ugly and and the two sides are not great so uh we'll worry about that down the road but yeah if, I, if i'm rick Hahn, if i'm jerry reinsdorf uh i'm you know you you can't afford to take any chances you want to make sure 
you know, that, that you have a, a, the ball club that you want as early as possible. You know, and I know if you're a player too, I'm sure you want to be able to know where you're going to be residing in 2022. Like you want to probably sign a contract earlier, you know, uh, so you know where you're going to be going so you can get to work, especially if you're, if you have an opportunity to be on a team like the White Sox, you would think like you'd want to get there early sign seal delivered and not have to worry about everything else that comes after that and have to be a top tier free agent and sit around like they did a, a few years back when you know you had Machado and Bryce Harper sitting there uh, until practically March uh, before they got signed I think it was March but yeah man it's this could get ugly and I don't know what the right answer is uh, you know I, I could just be talking out of my ass here it wouldn't be the first time but that's just the optimistic fan in me you know hoping that the White Sox are aggressive because as you said you're in the Lucas Giolito window here and you're in the Tim Anderson window, and I'd rip up Tim Anderson's contract, to be honest with you. I think that that man has outperformed it. I think you got to do that man a solid, you know, rip up the contract and extend him like another five to seven years and pay the man what he's worth, you know, because he's he's really here at a, at a, at a bargain price. And, just, you know, we know what he means to the ball club. But that's just me uh, caping for T.A. right there. Uh, any Sox fan would say the same. But you go back and look at his contract, man. It's uh, Yes, he's going to get a bump. Uh, you know, just for the fact that he's, you know, playing more years and the, and the years escalate, the money escalates, he's going to get a bump right there, but he's way, he's worth way more than what he's getting paid. Um, all right. Next one coming in here from Sean. Just listen to the podcast. I couldn't agree more that Nick Castellanos would be great, but they won't spend that money if they get him great, but otherwise they need a lefty bat in right field. Caesar will stay at second and we must hope for a bounce back. Tanny's right that we need a backup catcher who starts 60% of the games while Yaz DHs and catches 40% of the time. They need a starting pitcher, plus they need to re-sign Tempura. I don't see a ton of moves happening. Most players will be back, and we must hope Dallas bounces back. If we can trade Kimbrell for a right field, that would be a dream. We might have to include Sheets, Burger, or both. Great show as always. Thanks, Sean. Yeah, Sean just hammering home a lot of the points that we've been talking about uh, all offseason here, but... Um, where are you at if, you know, I hate the idea of trading Craig Kimbrell. We talked about that. If this is just like, if you have to include, um, a prospect like Jake Berger or Gavin Sheets just to unload that money, that is, would be so white Sox, And that would break my heart because you don't really know what you have with these two youngsters. Gavin Sheets impressed me. Jake Berger impressed me in the limited time. Ultimately, I don't know what, what their ceiling is here with the white Sox organization, but, God, that would be so White Sox if if you had to get rid of Kimbrel and in, in order for get it to get a team to uh, you know uh, take on more money, you you sent them more players. God, that would be horrendous. But I could totally see it happening. Oh, I can. It's a total White Sox move. But I would not move Sheets or I mean Berger. Yeah, I'd move him. But Sheets or Vaughn, guys like that on the major league roster, unless I'm getting back a major league ready and a major league player right now that is maybe got a little too much more money on his contract and the other team doesn't want to pay it and just in a wrong situation that can help the White Sox I don't care what position he's playing um but if it makes sense I, sorry she sorry Vaughn we got to move on from you Berger I definitely would do that but I wouldn't do that in concert with the Kimbrel trade if a team or if the White Sox need that to happen then don't re-sign him don't offer him the extension or the extra year just pay him one million and go away even though i would bitch about that that would make more sense than you paying for him and then pretty much being held hostage by other teams like hey yeah we need another player to go with kimball no 
you take Kimbrough on, on by himself and you give us a middling prospect, fine. That's a middling prospect. But we're not including one of our top prospects in that deal because we can use them in a separate deal. Because let's be honest, folks, we want them to spend money. We know they're not going to spend money. So the way they're going to get deals done is through people coming up from the minors. Like we had Gavin Sheets come through the minors where it was an unexpected contributor to a division champion, or we trade people for major league ready players. So that's where the thing I'm thinking at. So we need as many players who are major league ready to trade away to get us these other players that we need that are better fits for our team going forward. Now, the rumor mill has been churning. Uh, I was texting with one of my uh, Sox fan buddies, Joe, a season ticket holder, and you know he had mentioned a rumor that he had heard, and I traced this back to our guy Kay Fids, his Twitter account uh, regarding Kimbrel. I was texting with my buddy Joe, and they were saying the rumor was uh, that the White Sox were looking to make a trade with the Phillies for one of their top prospects, a shortstop second base prospect, Bryson Stott. Uh, who's in the Arizona Fall League right now. Uh, Bryson Stott uh, he got on base at nearly a 400 clip in 2021 in, in the minor leagues. Yeah, that that's good. Um, in the Phillies, you, you, might, you might say, well, why would they just give away one of their top prospects for Craig Kimbrell? Uh, well, because there's always a, a team that believes they can fix someone, and I think you know Craig Kimbrell was was good in 2021 for a certain uh, amount of time. He was pretty damn good in the National League as a closer. Uh, but the Phillies... As my buddy Joe points out here, uh, their bullpen blew. Guess how many saves they blew in twenty twenty one? The Phillies bullpen. All right, I'm gonna go with fifteen. Double it. Thirty and add Damn. and add four. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Philadelphia! <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, dude, the Phillies bullpen oh, blew thirty four saves in twenty twenty one. So, uh, you know, as they're watching, uh, who was it? Uh, was it the timeless sort of the goddamn motherfucking Atlanta Braves that they're in the World Series? Uh, a team that you, you look at, if you're any of those teams in the East and you, you have your flaws, you're probably looking at, you're, you're probably more mad than a White Sox fan watching this World Series here in 2021 with those Braves if you're a team in the NL East. So that that's a team that has spent money, um, but now like maybe they're not trying to spend too much more money. Uh, maybe the White Sox eat most of that $16 million, but they get themselves a top-notch prospect that can play second base uh, shortstop and a guy who can maybe plug in your your immediately be your opening day second baseman there in Bryson Stott. Like I'm not gonna pretend like I know a lot about this kid, but that's you know he hit 300, got on base at 390 clip, OPS of 876 this season in uh, in the minor leagues for Philly uh, in uh, in Triple A. So uh, that's intriguing to me. Now that's you know something that makes a lot of sense. And if you can get a number one prospect, because I have concerns with the overall health of the organization, and again, this is a guy that would be on your major league roster for years to come, and you'd have uh, contract control over him for many years, and that's a pretty good core there if you can get someone like that. But I'd be in favor of maybe trading Craig Kimbrell if you can get a top-notch prospect like that. If you eat the money, you get a prospect back, you may have to send one of those guys in return in addition to eating the money, like someone that's on the fridge, the fringe right there. You know, I don't think I'd give up a Gavin Sheets, but Jake Berger, let's face it, he's got no place here. You know, I, I'd throw anyone other than than Gavin Sheets and, and Jared Kelly uh, you know, and don't quote me on this. I don't have the top prospects list in front of me, but there's not many untouchables right now in the Sox 
you know, uh, you know, Oscar Colas, you know, I probably wouldn't deal from the top end of my prospects, but uh, I'd maybe, you know, be willing to, to part with uh, Jake Berger and $16 million and Craig Kimbrell for one of their top prospects in all of baseball, Bryson Stott. What do you think about that? Does that make it sound a little more intriguing when you, if you wanted to part with Craig Kimbrell, you get a top prospect like that without having seen him play, obviously we're not familiar, but the idea of something like that, does that intrigue you? hundred percent. And looking at the Phillies this past year, they're 82 and 80, six and a half games behind the world series going to Atlanta Braves. 34 blown saves, cut down those in half. Yep. Turn those into wins. Then you're in the playoffs yourself instead of the Atlanta Braves. So, yeah, the Phillies are right there. I mean, with Bryce Harper in the year he just had, you got to feel good. JT Romuto, there's still some pop in that team. There's still some some life there. Wheeler had a good year. I mean, there's a team there. It's right there. It's right on the precipice, and they can get the job done, and maybe – yeah, it's just one thing away. Uh, Ranger Suarez, is that's how you say his name. Gene Secura still doing things. So, yeah, they're close. And that might be an intriguing um, acquisition, especially if they think that, okay, all that Craig was was just confused by a midseason trade. We get him here. It's February. We're in Florida. He's comfortable there. He spent many years as Atlanta Brave or Boston Red Sox. In Florida, for tra- spring training, we got him. We see him as pitching. We can get him up to speed instead of giving the the ball to I don't even know who their closer was, Hector Norris, who is not bad. Yes, he was pretty bad. He only had twelve <laughs> saves. Ooh, he had a three. He had a three sixty three ERA. I don't see his blown saves on this uh, list, but it looked like he was above average. Not great. Not bad. He just gave up a bunch of hits though for a closer yeah so you need to find that other desperate team you know that you know i that would be an ideal fit you'd think because you're not trading to someone in the american league and you know if you have to say oh well you may face craig kimbrell again in the world series fine <laughs> fine <laughs> you know uh Great. exactly awesome <laughs> yeah well you'll you'll take that you'll sign up for that absolutely so that's something to explore just a rumor that that i saw floating around and i was texting with my buddy about you know, uh, but then that creates problems. Like, you know, what do you do with Kopech? And does he move out of the bullpen? And you, you know, uh, we'll we'll get to that later on this offseason, the the plan for Michael Kopech. I want to hear Rick Hahn talk about it because I, I don't know if you can really stretch him out from this past season to count on him as a solid starter who can eat up innings for you in 2022. But we'll get to that later on in the offseason. All right, take a quick time out, wrap up the show next here on Locked on White Sox. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. They're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season and even more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. Taking a look at the early lines here for the NFL Sunday, of course, the Bears that we always have our focus on. Right now, they are three and a half point home dogs going up against the Niners this Sunday at noon over under set at 39 and a half so if you want to make a play on that you can head on over to bet online and make your play get in on the action and of course you can get all your updated odds on the World Series every single game you can make a play maybe make it a little more interesting if you're a White Sox fan out there watching these games trying to figure out how to make it enjoyable watching the Astros you head to bet online and you can look at all the lines on each game and make your bets every 
every day on the World Series. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, as I sit here recording this on Tuesday morning, uh, my partner Herb is not with me here. He is uh, at work at 6-7 The Score. He's doing the Lawrence Holmes Show today, as he does every day, and I just want him to acknowledge that it is his two-year anniversary with the Locked On Podcast Network. And I wanted to say a couple things about my partner, Herb. Uh, I just cannot think of anyone who I'd rather be doing these shows with than Herb. And I was hesitant to get into this show uh, but two years ago, Herb said, hey, we're, we're starting this thing. And I said, look, just give me some time. Let me get my own things together. Let me get the equipment and let me sort of talk myself into the headspace of doing a daily podcast about the White Sox because, you know, I, I had my reservations about it. And uh, here we are, man, uh, basically two years later for myself as well. Herb did the first 15 episodes without me. He plowed through shows uh, in uh, in Courtney's mother's bathroom and among other places, ranting and raving and uh, a bunch of uh, great guests along the way. And we've sort of moved away from that format. And now it's just Herb and I every day, five days a week, talking White Sox. So I want to congratulate Herb on two years with the network. And it's been uh, quite a ride here with, with my buddy Herb. And we've seen a lot of winning White Sox baseball. It's a very historic run we've seen here with back-to-back postseason appearances for the first time in franchise's history. Uh, and so two years of Herb and I doing the shows. Coincidence? I think not. Uh, I just have appreciated doing the show so much with him. And this thing really runs on uh, his passion and his hot, fiery takes. Uh, I know that's what you guys enjoy about the show. I think we make a really good team. And it's been a lot of fun uh, doing the show with him over the past two years. So hopefully uh, many more shows to come with Herb and I. But I just wanted to take a quick second and acknowledge my partner while he's not here. Uh, so he doesn't have to hear me talk about him. So I'm sure he won't even go back and listen to this. We don't often listen to our own shows. Uh, maybe you guys will point him in the direction to it. But uh, uh, congrats to Herb here on two years with the network. We'll be back tomorrow with more of your emails, voicemails, and all the other White Sox news that may be relevant to you. Enjoy your night tonight watching the World Series. Hope your Astros hate is still as thick as it was a couple weeks ago when the White Sox got bounced. And enjoy yourselves. Thank you for listening to Locked on White Sox.